We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. This morning we are blessed to have very special guests with us. Dan and Brenda Clowers are missionaries to Latin America. Actually, they're the regional directors for all of Latin America and the Caribbean. Last October, when we took a team from Christian Heritage to Costa Rica, we had the opportunity to meet with Dan and Brenda, work with them on that job site, get to know them. I'm proud to call them my friends this morning, and I'm proud to call them fellow Okies as well. It's always good to have three Okies in the house. Amen. Dan and Brenda, would you come this morning? They're going to minister God's word to us. And I want you to receive them. Would you stand and give them a royal missionary welcome this morning? Put your hands together and welcome and honor these choice servants of God. Buenos dias. Dios le bendiga. Amen. Just, I know there are some of you that know what I'm saying. You can be seated. Uh, we are happy to be here. We have already had the best time uh, since we've been here, hung out with some pretty crazy people last night and ate some really great food. And, um, man, we just, we, we'd like to hang around here for a while. This is great. We've uh, been looking forward to this time. Normally when we go visit churches, we're in our car and we take all of this, this stuff, all these props and everything. Today, it's just us, me and Danny. We're the props. Uh, we have, and, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, PowerPoint. So, um, we're just gonna have to share some things with you and you're gonna have to use your imagination and, and just to see what God is doing. We, we like visuals cause it kind of helps, uh, plant something in your mind, but we like words too. So we can do this. We can paint some pictures for you. Um, we thank you for the nice hotel that we're staying in. It's very comfortable. Last week we were in a conference in Mexico at a nice place. The bed was a bit hard. So we're really thankful for a nice bed. Well, as it, as it happens, we're on the sixth floor of the hotel. And I'm sure all the rooms are nice. But we got in the room last night. Have you ever tried to be funny with someone and they just, like, think you're stupid? Um, this guy, we get in the hotel in the elevator and we push the button that he pushes number two and we push number six. And I said, um, we're, we got to go to the sixth floor cause we're in the presidential suite. And he goes, well, good for you. <laughs> so, uh, sometimes funny goes, Bleh. and, uh, it's not, uh, it's not too, um, you know, I, I don't know what he thought about me, but I don't really care cause I'm not going to see him again. Uh, you know, so, <laughs> so, but God is good. And, uh, it's good to see a few faces that we remember, uh, especially Mark. Mark, we've worked with, where are you, Mark? Hey, Mark, way back there. Wow, you had to get way back away from us. Didn't want to get too close. Um, uh, we've worked with him in, in Montevideo, Uruguay, and, and Sister Anne, and I, I understand she's not here this morning, but other familiar faces from last year in Costa Rica. And uh, before uh, we, I go on and, and talk to you about a couple of other things, let me see here if I can do this one-handed. Um, last year, your church worked in um, in Costa Rica. Now, they worked in mud. I'm sure you heard about that, possibly even saw some pictures. That was the muddiest, dirtiest team. Yeah, your team was the dirtiest team I've ever seen. That's the truth. Um, that uh, we got dirty with them. I didn't do too much. I had just been uh, diagnosed with bone cancer not too long before that. And, and I wasn't going to even share that this morning, but I've been hearing some testimonies. And you know what? Those testimonies are encouraging. And I just want to briefly share, you know what? When you get a diagnosis from the doctor, it doesn't mean the end of your life. 
It does not. I'm going to tell you, I don't know what you've received recently. Maybe that's why the Holy Spirit put it on my heart, that possibly some of you have received some bad news. But I'm going to tell you, that isn't the end. It isn't the end till God says, come on up here. I've always told people, they ask me, because I've traveled all over the world, and I've been in some pretty crazy stuff. And I, we don't have time to talk about all that and even some jails and some, some dangerous things. It's but a wild woman. <laughs> we ain't talking about that. <laughs> but uh, people say, why do you guys do what you do? And here's what I say, and I hope you can say it too. If God intends to use me tomorrow, Satan can't take my life today. Amen. Amen. That's and right. that's the way we have to live. And when I was diagnosed with bone cancer and... You know, I'm, I'm not telling you it wasn't a little overwhelming. I would wake up in the morning and it would come to my mind, wow, they're telling you you're going to die. And I thought, well, I probably will someday, but I'm not going to die today. So I'm going to get up today and we're going to do something. And so we've been planning. I'm planning uh, into next year. I told Mark I'm planning all through next year. And we, we're, we're getting busy. We've had a little break because Danny had back surgery, but he's doing fantastic. I mean, Wow, better than ever. And so he can actually lift my luggage for me again. That's really great. And so we are, we are blessed today. And I hope that you are also blessed. I just briefly want to share a, um, a greeting from Pastor Rick, uh, Ricardo where you, you did the work. He is like one of our sons and they're very close to us. Uh, he just says, and I'm, I'm translating as I go so it'll sound a little choppy, but he says, uh, greetings, um, Precious brothers, greetings uh, to the church in Tallahassee. Blessings upon pastor, the pastor's Dow. Receive a, um, a, I get the, the word cari, uh, cariño is in Spanish. I know it is such a precious word in Spanish, isn't it? It's really hard to t- translate into to English to get the same feeling. But it's a loving, caring, gentle greeting from us. And... Um, and so he said, we appreciate you for your great support that we received. The construction is advancing little by little. We put the, the, door, the big gates on, the metal gates, and we have raised the walls a little bit higher. All, we also put bars in the front of the church for security and a, a roof over that where that keeps people from going over the walls. And uh, we were able to pour some of the cement, but we're going to continue to pour all of the floor. And um, we need to do that quickly because the rains are coming. You guys know about that. So we pray for them. So thank you, brothers, for your friendship. Now, most of you did not go on that t- trip, but I am... You, it's usually like a whole church that gets involved a little bit. So I wanted to share with you. Also, I want to share with you that we are continuing to bless and to um, help plant new churches. So even while they were receiving help, they're giving help. I like that. I like to be involved and help a church that, that is also reaching out. And, um, and so he said, we, um, we believe in the missionary work and the mobilization of the work of the Lord. Thank you, brothers. May God bless you, Pastor Salazar. So I just wanted to share that with you, that when you supported that ministry, it was a good ministry, and it's going on. They have children's events in that place. It's been using it for a parking lot, and eventually it will be part of the extension of the main church. So we want to thank you. Anytime a church does something in our region, which is from Mexico down to Argentina out into the Caribbean, it's like you're doing it for us because there are children. And uh, we we just want to thank you for that. Are you going to sing first, or are we going to do Bolivia first? Okay, go for it. (laughs) <laughs> You're on, brother. <laughs> Are you through? I, no, wait, wait, one more thing. No. 
<laughs> we joke, we joke because she'll get off. Sometimes she'll take off preaching, and she is a much better preacher. Well, than I me. do have a lot and to say. And she has a lot to say. Uh, she is blessed. We are blessed, and we are so proud to be here this morning. Uh, Pastor Steve, God bless you, and Yvonne, bless you guys. It's just good to be with you again. And as he said, it is a little bit of home when we're around some Even in the hotel this morning, I went up and down the elevator twice talking to a guy. I finally said, "Now, where where are you coming from?" He goes, "Oklahoma City." I said, all right. No wonder he was so talkative. But uh, he was, uh, he, almost, he almost thought about coming to church over here. Yeah, so uh, I guess I scared him off. I'm sorry. But uh, praise the Lord. It's good to be here, and it's good to be able to share with you what God is doing in uh, Latin America and the Caribbean region. We call it LAMCAR. It sounds like a used car dealership, but LAMCAR, Latin America, Caribbean. And uh, uh, everywhere we go, we were talking about it last night. We have this same spirit, this same uh, um, Holy Spirit that's moving and ministering among the body of Christ. And we just came from a fantastic convention that was down in uh, San Luis Potosí in Mexico. And uh, about a little over a 1,000 people that were in the convention. And, and we just praised the Lord for what was accomplished there. But we were looking forward to this service this morning. We had to drive up from Orlando yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yep. Yeah, yesterday. And uh, we just took our time and enjoying Florida, and we'll be going back for the convention. And, uh, but that right now, what we want to do is we want to enter into a time of, of, of just sharing and ministering. None of us are here this morning by chance. There's not a, oh, good luck or anything like We're here because God has ordered our footsteps. He's brought us here. He's brought you here. We want to share. Now, I have a tendency to surprise my wife in services, and this is one of the surprises. Whenever I get with a great orchestra or band, I want to take off on some. I have written several songs, and one of my songs talks about that, that mission call that, that each one of us have. Uh, Jesus lifted up his eyes. Surprise. <laughs> lifted his eyes up, and he saw the field that were white to harvest. Remember? And he said, the laborers are few. Then he, he, he challenges, he said, pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers. And he has, he sent forth you, he sent all of us. Uh, we work together in this mission accomplishment, this mission uh, commandment that to go. We can't go unless we're sent, and you can't send unless someone's willing to go. And so it, it works hand in hand. We're, we're a team. This song the Lord gave me, and, and it's kind of a, I, I hate saying country, but it leans more towards country than it does, but, uh, but it talks about that. It talks that we are all instruments and that together we're a mighty symphony, but uh, instruments of God. And see, and now they don't know this, so they're going to try to follow me. In his head, Christ saw the field white to harvest. Who go and work for me? They heard him say. And with the same wood that calmed the storm troubled waters, he said, My child, please go and work today. Oh, 
that's full of pain and disappointment. God sent His precious Son to set us free. And He calls to us to preach the word to every nation. The word that changes life eternally. It's okay. <laughs> he actually does have a, a CD. We didn't bring any with us, but if you would like one, uh, just get in touch with us or download him off of, what are you on? You, iTunes. iTunes. Uh, CDbaby.com. CDbaby. That's funny. I've never heard of CDbaby till he wrote that. He got, he got on CDbaby. You're my baby too. Anyway, woo. <laughs> um, it's good, and you will enjoy it. So if you want, just look him up. He's a... Uh, and uh, we just don't have any CDs. If you want some, let us know. We'll send you some. We're easy to find on the Internet. We also did not bring any of our um, our support cards. We actually have some, but just barely enough to take to General Conference. We've ran out. And so um, I know that you guys have already started supporting us. Thank you so much. Amen. You don't Praise know what that means to us when somebody believes in you enough to say, here, we want to partner with you. And so we do thank you for that. Um, it's... Um, our job is very pastoral. Dan is, has a very pastoral job. And last night, you guys know, we received a call from Columbia, from our national leader that's been the national leader there from the beginning of the work. 30 years. And he's, he's dealt with some kidney issues. He was teaching the word of God. Now, that's the way I want to go. He was teaching about church planting. Can you imagine? He collapsed. And by the time he got to the hospital, he had passed away. And he's, he's with the Lord. But what a wonderful way to go to Amen. be with Jesus while you're ministering. That, that's a, a good thing. We're going to miss him, but we have leadership in place and, and, um, and, and he's in a good place. And so, but pray for our churches in, in Columbia. It's still very difficult when, uh, when uh, someone is taken from you. You know, the, the Bible says, now uh, I want to say this. Danny and I, we've gotten really, we've gotten old now and sometimes we forget words. And so, <laughs> Well, you are, I'm not. But sometimes we forget words, and so we, we communicate in this fill-in-the-blank. Do does anybody know what that is like? That you, anybody, anybody? Okay, come on, you're, you're coming, you're with yeah. us. I don't think you have to be old to be that way, but, um, so we communicate with fill in the blank. Now, I want to do this, this this morning with you guys, even though I know the word, but I want you with me. The Bible says to go you in, go ye, if you wanted to go King James, go ye into all the world. Now let's do it again. Go you into all the world. And that means every nation. In Revelations, it talks about every nation, every tribe, every people group, every, every 
person in the world. God is interested in every person. I understand that among us as human beings, we sometimes have um, prejudices against different countries. We don't want to go there because they are this. Um, um, you know, we don't want to go to Muslim countries because they're our enemy. No, they are not our enemy. It's a religion that might be our enemy, but the people are not our enemy. The tribes are not our enemies. There's no one. God loves all the people, all the little children of the world. And so God has called us mostly into Latin America and the Caribbean, which Dan will share with you is not just Hispanic speaking people. They're all the peoples of the world are represented in Latin America and the Caribbean. Just like in this congregation, you have a lot of different people groups and God is bringing us together, getting us ready for the coming of the Lord. And so I thank you for being with us, allowing us to go. And we're, we're getting ready to take off for a lot of months here of traveling. One of the things that happens, it's like grandkids. All my grandkids think they're my favorite. I have eight of them. And so when I'm just with one of them, I tell them you're my favorite. But um, anyway, they all think that, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But it's same with our countries. We're in one of our countries. That country thinks that it's our favorite country. And when we're there, it is. Right now, we're based out of San Jose, Costa Rica, where we live for 12 years. But we we are really focusing more on South America because that's where God is really opening up doors. Bolivia. And uh, put the Bolivia, yeah. And so we um we have been focusing on a uh, the country of Bolivia. Has anybody ever been to Bolivia? You have. That's. Have you? Has anybody ever been to Chitre, Panama? <laughs> we yeah, heard of. We, we love Chitre. But anyway, uh, uh, we're going to be there in a few months. Um, but Bolivia has been um a. a a focus for for us and especially for Dan. It's very difficult to go to La Paz because the out. It's like what fourteen thousand. Fourteen thousand. Yeah, I'll get this right. It's hard to breathe. It's hard to preach. But uh, God is doing a great thing there. And you can see these little ladies um, with all of their clothes on, and they have those hats on, like we saw in another picture last night. And they never fall off. That is the most amazing thing. I think. How many of you remember the cone heads from? Uh, Seriously. You you watched it. You just admitted that you watched Conehead, the Coneheads. And I kind of imagine that that's what they have under those hats, you know, like a cone. And so they put the hats on so it won't fall off. But I've asked them before to show me, and they're not. They're just normal people, and those hats never fall off. And they wear all these clothes, and they wear these these um, these like a shawl type thing. We call them uh, punkas or something. But these things was what they used to carry their groceries in, ramp up their babies. They they put it on the ground, have picnics with it. But we had one man from Costa Rica that was working there for so many years. This man is um, amazing. He's he's kind of eccentric. He 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 prays for two hours and forty minutes every day. He tithes his time in prayer. He he has a wife that's paraplegic, and he has to carry her upstairs and down. And they never complain. They never complain about anything. It's the most amazing thing. But it was just them for so many years and nothing. And you're waiting and you're waiting. And I want to say this. The reason I like to share this is because maybe some of you are waiting on something and you've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And say, God, are you ever going to pull this together for me? Are you ever going to do it? Well, just this last year, God just did an amazing you thing. Can switch next slide. Um, go to the next slide. We, uh, Danny began to have connections with. Uh, uh, well, let me tell you a little bit more about Bolivia. 
I know you can't see this very well, but in the bottom corner, there's some llama fetuses. Now, that is the most bizarre thing up here in, in the top also. Over in the top right is the president of Bolivia. His name is Evo Morales. He has, he's celebrating, uh, doing a ceremony. They believe that to bless a building, to bless Pachamama, which is Mother Earth, they have to put a llama fetus in the foundation. Now, how many of you find that a little bit strange? You know, we go down and get a, we get a, a permit to build a building. We might have a ceremony where we dig the, the first, uh, you know, little bit of dirt and we celebrate the, what's that called? Huh? Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking and uh, stuff, but that's just a celebration. For them, it's very important to bless the earth by putting a llama fetus like why llama fetuses i don't know but it's what they do it's a, it's for us it's a superstition you can go into the markets and they're everywhere so even in the buildings where we have church there are llama fetuses in the foundation because we rent those buildings we know that it means nothing to us right how many of you have had superstitions in your life but you just didn't want to talk about it did grandma tell you that you if you saw a black cat cross in front of you that that was bad luck Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Are certain things you could, when you move from one house to another, you couldn't move a broom because that was bad luck. Anybody hear that one? You know, and you say, oh, I don't really believe it, but let's just buy a new broom anyway, because you kind of have that feel. Well, grandma said it. Well, they, for them, it's very important. Every single morning in the streets, you will see uh, people uh, smoking the, in this pot, not smoking, but putting a fire, making smoke, so that the smoke will go into their buildings and drive out the evil, uh, the evil pots. spirits. They believe that stuff. They're animus by nature. Animus meaning to please the spirits. The word animar means to please. Animus means to please the spirits. And um, that's the kind of, of strongholds that we work with in Bolivia. But so nothing was happening much until this year. God always has a breakthrough time. He has in my life, and I know he will in yours. So uh, the Lord connected Danny with Cochabamba, with, of course, with La Paz, where we were, and Santa Cruz. Now, they're very separated. But God gave uh, Danny the, the idea to go invest some money and some time. So he brought the pastors together from these places, flew the pastors from Cochabamba to La Paz and from La Paz to, to uh, Santa Cruz and, and so on and so forth and got them all together. And then you can go on, and this is it. Uh, so went back a few a few weeks later, a few a little bit later, and uh, they had this huge conference and uh, formed a conference. Now we have a Pentecostal Holiness Conference in Bolivia. We ordained five men as pastors, um, ordained, uh, licensed several, and, and gave church license. And they love each other. Isn't that amazing? God knew the timing that was right. So when you think about Bolivia and all the 25 other conferences that we work in. Just pray for us, and thank you for for being a part of what we do. This is what it's all about. It's not about one individual person or any individual country. It's really all about allowing the Holy Spirit to use the body of Christ in this world. We we don't think about it a whole lot. We have a tendency in this day and age where ministries have, uh, they, they seem to elevate ministers and and leaders and and it's all right to give credit you know where it's due but the one who is to be glorified in everything that is said and done is is jesus christ amen and so we glorify him and and in our presentation we we talked about it if we're going to do any we had these eight weeks that i'm through through this recovery time we thought well we're going to be in some churches so 
We want to make sure that we do one thing, and that's to show and give the glory Amen. to God. Glory for what has happened. And we praise God in Bolivia, what he's doing, in all of our countries, what he's doing. But you know that we, that the purpose of everything is to do the mission of God. There's only one mission that God has. There's, there's all kinds of ministries and, and ways in which we can do it. But the one purpose that God has is to redeem mankind back to himself. Amen. And he, he wants to redeem mankind. So everything we do, whether it's here, in, in Tallahassee or in Latin America or Africa, wherever it is, whatever the ministry is, if the basis of that ministry is to redeem or to help redeem man back to God, then that's a good thing. If that is not your purpose in ministry, then you've got a great club. It's just a club. You can do, you can do social ministry through the Peace Corps, and they just do social work. But our purpose in social ministries, our purpose in any kind of construction or anything is to reach out and try to reach souls for Jesus Christ. And what the only way that that is possible because Jesus Christ died on the cross. We love to sing in Spanish and it's hard to sing in English or into English speaking people in Spanish. So Brenda's going to translate this song, but it really, the, the essence of the song, the chorus just says this, and I love this, says, my heart sings Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Jesus. Sangre. The precious blood. Que mi vida cambió. That changed my life. Mis pecados, mis culpas. My sins and my guilt, he washed away. Ha quedado atrás al pasado sin Dios. And all of the stuff from your past, you just leave it back there. Because it was at that cross donde la where all of history changed and my life took on another meaning donde encontré la razón and I found a reason for living it was at the cross how about you? did you find a reason for living? Jesus. his name is Jesus Jesus, Jesus. you know that name my heart my heart sings to you, Jesus. You can call his name out this morning. Jesus, my heart sings to you. My heart sings to you. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Think about it this morning. It's all about the precious blood, the blood of Jesus that washes away all of our sins. Que mi vida cambió. It changed my life and it changed your life. Mis pecados, mis my sins and all my guilt is washed away. The people of the world ha don't understand. All of those sins that think you just gotta leave them in the past. It's all gone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because it was at that cross. Donde la historia Where all of history changed And my history changed And my life took on another meaning Donde encontré la razón And I found a reason for living Hallelujah, worship him this morning If you found a reason for living Jesús, At the cross His name is Jesús, Jesus His name is Jesus mi corazón And my heart canta, sings to you this mi morning te canta, My heart sings Jesús, to you Jesus Hallelujah, there's 
say his name with me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Have you ever been in that place when Amen. all you can Hallelujah. do is say, Jesus, Jesus, I need you. I need you. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. What time do you finish here? Two o'clock, he said. I just, I feel led of the Lord to, to do this. And, and um, because of our brother, wherever he was with the heart situation, um, your diagnosis, my wife's diagnosis. Uh, I personally have had three brain tumors and God's brought me through. And uh, I, I know that, you know, after four surgeries, major surgeries like that, I've had a bunch of other things, but there is no promise that, that you're not going to have problems in this life. He said it. He said, in this world, you'll have tribulations but be of good cheer. And he gives us that hope. He said, I have overcome the world. And I, I don't have the answers when people... I, thank you. Yeah, no, God, that God receives praise. I don't have the answer when people say, why? Why is this? Just last night talking with the family, just uh, in an instant, lives are changed. Our whole work in Colombia now is going to change. Um, uh, but God has a plan. God has a as a reason. There's a song that has been a personal testimony of mine, and I want to sing it real fast, that, that it's, it's an old song. It's probably 30-some years old, but it simply says, he'll carry you. There is no problem so big, God cannot solve it. How many believe that? There's no problem too big, God cannot solve it. There is no mountain too tall He cannot move it There is no storm cloud so dark God cannot calm it There is no sorrow too deep He cannot soothe it If he carried the weight of the world upon his shoulders, I know my brother that he will carry you. If he carried the weight of the world upon his shoulders, Sister, that he will carry you. He said, Come unto me, all oh, who are weary, and I. No hay problema tan grande que Dios no resuelva. No hay monte tan alto que Dios no la mueva. No hay tormenta tan oscuro 
que Dios no la cambie. No hay tristeza tan honda que Dios no la sane. Si Él llevó el peso del mundo sobre sus hombros, yo sé mi hermano que Él te llevará. Si Él llevó el peso del mundo sobre sus hombros, yo sé mi hermana que He will carry you Amen, hallelujah How many believe that this morning? Praise the Lord Just real quickly, I wanted to share a scripture with you that we feel is very important. Anytime we come to church, I'm, maybe I'm old-fashioned, I don't know, but if you don't have the Word presented, you haven't had church to me. And it's important. I want you to look in the book of John, the 12th chapter. There's a passage of scripture that, that the Lord uses here that is probably, uh, you'll, you'll recognize it. Um, well, let me see. John chapter 12, he says that in this, this passage of Scripture, he makes reference to the end times and how it's, it's coming upon them. Excuse me. My technology, I love and I hate. says it in, in the verse, he says, I, and, and I, after he's talking about, he said, the end times and having to die and having to, to give himself up, he wants to obey God. But he makes a statement, he says, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all, and the New King James Version says, all peoples to myself. And it it, it uh, pluralizes, it's peoples, which, which is nations, uh, tongues, and, and goes along with the the prophecy that, that all tribes, nations, and tongues, or the word nation is ethne, which means ethnic, we get our ethnic group. That word nation and peoples refers to every ethnic group, every one. There will be a representation around the throne of God by everyone. And that's a great promise to know that it's going to be completed. As of right now, not every nation, not every tribe, not every tongue has heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just in Latin America alone, it's, it's interesting to note that you're going to see a video here in a little bit that, that just, uh, and we'll, we'll end with that video, but it, it, you'll see Hindus, Muslims, um, well, no, East Indians, Arabs, Chinese, Asian, Japanese, um, and you don't associate all of that with Latin America. 
Along with that, you'll have Latin America, but you also have the tribes, the native tribes that are in the Amazon. There are 550,000 Hindus just in South America. There are 270,000 just in the country of Guyana. It's, it's interesting, 150,000 Hindus. And we're talking about the, the ones who, who you, most of them are East Indian descent. It's the largest amount of, of Hindus outside of India. And in the country of Suriname, 150,000. Just in, uh, in uh, South America alone, in, in um, Argentina, we have right at 5 million Muslims that are down there. Uh, 5 million. Uh, we're, we, we think, well, that's, do they eat tacos? No, hardly anyone eats tacos south of the United, uh, south of Mexico. But, uh, it's not all tacos, enchiladas, and mariachis. Latin America is a melting pot of the world. People from other nations have come to Latin America with, some with hopes of coming to the United States, but most of them have just set up their home down there. There are, there's a say, we have 5 million, uh, uh, Muslims that are that are just in Argentina and parts of South America down there, uh, the tribes, just the tribes alone, in between four countries of of uh, Peru, Brazil, uh, Peru, Colombia, Ecuador, and Bolivia, there are four thousand Indian dialects dialects, and none of, and probably maybe less than half of those have a Bible that's been translated, probably less than 25% have a Bible that's been translated in their, their ethnic language. And uh, so the gospel has to still be reached. It has to go to these places that Brenda was talking about, the, the, the animistic countries. But we praise God that the gospel is going forth. We praise God that the one thing that's, that's happening, when Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw the people in. So that's what we want to do. And we're doing that. You'll see it as we show our video. It's called... The glory of God in Lamcar. But I want you to look at a man's attitude, and it's probably is the attitude that we need to take because it's a, it's a good lesson from the Old Testament about lifting up the Lord, remembering Jesus Christ. In Second Chronicles, the 15th chapter, verses 1 and 2, it takes place after King Asa has come back from battle. He went out against a great army of over a million soldiers, and he only had about a half a million but he prayed in the, in, the, in the 14th chapter. He prayed, and his, this was his prayer. He said, he called to the Lord his God. This is Second Chronicles 14, 11. He said, Lord, there is no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. How many of you have felt powerless against some mighty force? How many of you, I know the physical power that comes against us sometimes, the physical things can seem like a mighty force that's wanting to destroy us. I, I, I'm aware of situations in homes and families and in churches and in people's lives where the, the, the finances are just not, they're just not real. That's, it's a mighty force. And we feel helpless against those things. But here's what he said. He said, there is no one like you, no one like you to help the powerless. Help us, Lord our God, for we rely on you. And in your name, we have come against this vast army. We have come against this great wall. We have come against this physical problem. We have come against this financial problem. But there is no one like God. Amen? How many believe that God makes the difference in every situation? He said, Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere mortals prevail against you. 
And you know what? He won. The army won. They were able to prevail against that great army. And the Bible said that as they were coming back from battle, they were rejoicing and they were feeling good. They had the spoils of the war and, and people were shouting their praises and lifting them up. But all of a sudden, the prophet of God came out to meet him. And sometimes we, we forget that it's God who receives the glory. It's God who deserves all of it. So he says this in Second Chronicles 15, 1 and 2. He said, The Spirit of God came on Azariah, son of Oded. He went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me. Hey, hey, better listen up. What are you saying? Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he'll be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. King Asa heard the word of God. You know what? You're right. We better not forget God. It's God that gives us the victory. It's God that blesses. It's God that brings healing. It's God that brings the finances. It's God that does all of the impossible in our life. His Holy Spirit is working through the body of Christ, and we see these manifestations, but it's not us. It's God in us. It's the Spirit of God working through us. And so he began to, to think about this. And I love what King Asa did. The Bible said that he was king for about, about 41 years. And 35 years of his, his reign, it said they had peace and prosperity. It's because he listened to God. He listened to the man of God, and he was doing great things. He had an attitude that I believe that as leaders, as the body of Christ, we need to have this same type of work plan or this attitude that he had. The very first thing the Bible says that he did was that his, his reaction to the word of God. He said he heard the word of the Lord and it brought repentance. We can read three different things that take place just in the eighth verse of, of Second Chronicles 15. It said, Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Azariah, son of Odeb, the prophet, and he took courage. Sometimes that's all you just have to do. Just, just go to the Word of God. I don't know what we're going to do. I have, no, I have no plan. I haven't got this figured out. But you go to the Word of God and somehow you take courage. You have, a, you have a strength just down inside that you didn't have before. It's just trusting that God knows what He's doing. How many believe that God's much smarter than us? Well, some of you do. I believe all of us do. We know that God is in control and he takes whatever the situation. It said that he heard the word of God and he took courage. And then it said that it's because it's not a matter of just hearing the word, we have to act on it. So he began to show a form of repentance. It said that he, he removed the detestable idols from the whole land of Judah and Benjamin and from the towns he had captured in the hills of Ephraim. He, he made an effort to, to purify his life, to clean house, to take these things away. Um, the second thing that he did, the Bible said that he, uh, in, in the eighth verse, that he repaired the altar of the Lord that was in front of the portico of the Lord's temple. He, he realized that that's altar place, that place of, of intimacy with God, that the communion with God, that fellowship that is so important had to be rebuilt. 
And that's what we want to do as we reach out and we share the gospel with different people. We want them to, yes, accept the word of God, but we also want a repentance. We want them to to be able to turn their lives around and have God, the Holy Spirit, work in their lives. and, And they put away those things that are not of God. But we also want them to have that intimacy with God. Let them know that there is more than just a one-time experience. It's a daily experience with Jesus Christ that they can have, and he will make a difference in their life. So we praise God for that. The Bible said that they they made sacrifices. This is interesting. It said they, they sacrificed all of the the, uh, the animals and the things that they, they plundered, 7,000 sheep, uh, uh, 700 head of cattle in the, the 11th verse, it talks about this. They sacrificed it. God, God's not interested in our sacrifices. Uh, we, we don't have to sacrifice llama fetuses. We don't have to sacrifice, you don't even have to sacrifice your money. God is not moved by anything that we have. And He doesn't need anything we have. But he is very clear in Romans, uh, the book of Romans, the 12th verse. He said, therefore, I urge you, brothers, sisters, to view God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for people who are willing to say, Lord, it's not my will. It's your will. It's, it's not about me. It's about you. Whatever you need me for, I'm here. We were just in Mexico, and, and all of the people that were, that were, uh, working and, and helping organize and, and getting people where they had to go. They all had a T-shirt on. It said, Servidor, which means servant, servant. And that is that I believe the gospel and, and, and the ministry today is more about when we, we want to talk about kings and priests, and we are kings and priests, and I praise God for it. We talk about the kingdom and stuff, but the kingdom has its his authority, which is with our Lord Jesus Christ, but we're servants. We are servants. And and we have to have an attitude of, of servant in our of servanthood in, in our ministry. And it said that we're to pre- present our bodies as living sacrifice. It said that they sought after God. They entered in the twelfth verse, so they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord the God of their ancestors, with all their heart, with all their heart and soul. And they covenant together to learn more about God. In Lamcar, we, we, have a, we put a big, big emphasis on education and on ministerial preparation. We have a program called Kursum, which means uh, advanced, it's an advanced ministerial training. It's an ongoing. Right now we have over a 1,000 students without, throughout Latin America that are taking this course and we, we send teachers to different countries to, to do these intensive trainings. And Kursum has one purpose, and that's to train people and to help them to learn more about God and the ministry. In our Christian walk, we all know that through prayer and through study of the Word of God, we're going to learn more about God. If you want to learn about God, you, you get into the Word and you begin to prepare yourself and let God speak to your heart. It's that they covenant together to do that. Now, verse 13 is kind of an interesting part because it said, And all of those who would not seek the Lord, the God of Israel, were put to death. You know, we haven't really applied this in Latin America yet. You know, we want them to learn about God, but we haven't enforced this law about putting them to death if they don't. Okay? Uh, that would be pretty rough. Uh, we'd probably lose a lot of members in Latin America if we were insisting that. But I began to study as I looked at that, and the Lord just spoke to me. He said, well, you're either... Growing in me, or you're dying. You know, there's, there's not a, 
There's not like a, a stopping place. That's, oh, I've got all I need right now. It's not that. You are constantly growing in Christ. You're constantly learning. We heard in this list this last week, I was speaking to one of our speakers there, and I said, I said, isn't it amazing? I said, I've been in the ministry now 43 years. 43 years, I have never heard what they just said. And it ministered to my heart. There is so much that God has for us that we have to keep growing. Um, the last thing that they did, the Bible said that King Asa, in verse 16, he said he deposed his grandmother, Maka from her position as queen mother. I mean, he came up against his own grandmother because she had made a repulsive image for the worship of Asherah. He cut it down, he broke it up, and burned it in the Kidron Valley. He had to start right at home. The very first place that we have to start in this kingdom walk, in this, in this life as, as servants of God, is right here. I have to see what's there in my life. I, in my home, we have to take responsibility. These are, these are some things that we're wanting to see happen in Latin America as we reach out. We want people to know Jesus Christ. We want them to grow. We want them to make sacrifice as far as making commitments and covenants to, to grow. And God is going to do it. And if we lift God up, he said he'll draw these people to, a, to him, not to us. He'll draw it. He'll make it happen. How many believe that? You're going to see in this, this picture, this, this video, and I'll finish at the end of this. You, brother, you can come back up. Our, in this video, it says the glory of God in Lamcar. As I said, you're going to see all types of people of the nations represented here because they all are. Now, there are a couple, two or three uh, stock photos that we had to put in there uh, for the Hindu and the, the, the Arabs and things. But for the most part, they're all pictures that, of our works, the Pentecostal Holiness Church in Latin America and the Caribbean. And I, I, we could tell you stories about so many of them, but I know that God, God is going to bless. So I want you to, to uh, listen. We have, you're going to see one particular man. He's a little Ashwar Indian chief. chief. We go into the Amazon, and uh, I, I could tell you a lot of strange stuff that goes on in the Amazon. When we fly in, it takes about an hour and a half to fly into the Amazon in a little hop plane, and we land in this little village. Um, Guillermo is the Indian chief's son. He actually runs a, a ham radio for the airstrip there. And if they, have, if they put an airstrip in, the government will put a school in. So they had connection with the civilized world in this sense. As we flew into it, now this is the same area of the jungle where Nate Saint and Jim Elliott were killed. The same Indian tribes, they were just, they're, they're like three main tribes. And this is the Ashwar Indians. And the Ashwar, they look the same as all these Indians. And we flew, flew into this little place. They have a, they have a very interesting way of greeting. You don't shake hands with, with people, with a man. Like we would come up, we'd shake hands, and that's, that's a showing there's nothing hidden. Or we, we carry on a conversation. The Ashwar, they, they take a drink out of a gourd, and they'll, the wife will bring it, and the, the head of the house will take a sip. He'll hand it back to her and give the okay, and she gives it to the person who's visiting. He'll drink it, and then they'll carry on a conversation. Uh, I, I don't speak Ashwar, so I always have a, a, an interpreter, someone who does understand their language, and, and so it's a three-way conversation, or a two-way conversation, Spanish to Ashwan. But I, 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 let me tell you about this, this drink, the chicha. You're going to see one guy, he's like this, 
as he's drinking. You can just see the see it in his eyes. It's a it's a drink that they make out of of a yucca plant. The ladies will chew the plant and they'll spit it into a bucket. As they're working through the day, they chew it, spit it, chew it, and spit it, and they collect it. Then they add a little cornmeal, some water, and they let it ferment. It's not Kool-Aid, let me tell you that. So when we went down there, I, had, I remember studying about it in missions. I remember studying about this drink, and, and it's so much a part of their culture and the way that they, they greet and share. So I, I knew one day I would probably have to try it. We went down for a medical team, and the chief wanted me to meet several men. By the time I got to that eighth guy, I love you, man. I just love you. That's one drink you're glad was fermented. You're glad that it was fermented. And you just you take a little drink, and, and its taste is exactly like it sounds. Terrible. But they also... They also, they eat grub worms, raw grub worms. They'll go and they'll get them out of the bark, and they'll put a bunch of them on a banana leaf. And, and of course, I, I'm serious. I will try anything once. Uh, I have had my share of grub worms more than I want to, though, with this tribe. And so your lunch consists of grub worms and little tiny tight fish that they'll, they'll get and, uh, and some, some yucca. And so uh, I made friends with this chief and over took a couple trips before he ever came to know Jesus Christ. But he came forward one night. We were showing the Jesus film. And he came forward to accept Jesus Christ. His son was already a Christian. And about 16 other of the tribe's people came forward with him. And uh, he accepted Jesus Christ. And, and I praise the Lord for it. He gave me probably the greatest possession, one of that I have. It's his crown. And it's made out of toucan feathers. You'll see his picture. And, uh, but he died about a year and a half ago. I don't know, I don't know if he understood everything about the Christian walk, but I do know that I prayed and he prayed a prayer of confession. He said, well, was he still drinking? I don't care. I do know he was, he was, he prayed a prayer of confession and, Maybe that cultural thing. I, I don't go in to change cultures and, and, and things. I just want Jesus to be lifted up, and he will draw people to him. Amen? And so you're going to see him in this video. I want you just to, to look and listen to what the words are saying. The chains are being broken. Not everyone's heard about Jesus, but it's, it, we lift him up. And you're going to see people praising God, and that's what it's all about. Thank you for listening to us. We've probably taken more. Yeah. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. A multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.